them come. This is their fate. Do my bird, man. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, JPZ and Joshua Boy. We are here to talk about the news, gaming, and all in between. Uh, But before we do, as usual, um, we got some life updates. We got some good times of rolling, especially for Jalen in. Jalen got, yeah. yeah, got a lot to say. Yeah, he got a lot to say today. He crossed the threshold. Yo, he done crossed the threshold, the mighty threshold. But, um, yeah, Jalen, Josh, uh, I don't know who want to start, but update the people, and then I, you know, update on myself. But, uh, part of my uh, last few weeks revolve around Jalen, so I'm going to let him take this. <laughs> man, go ahead, Josh. Your turn, man. No, actually, Deontay, he didn't go for it at this point. Uh... No, I mean, uh, everything been smooth. Y'all know last time y'all seen me. Yeah, I ain't want me. I'm hot, y'all all over, okay? <laughs> nah, but, hey, uh, they want to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that forward up. Man. <laughs> man, your boy finally graduated. Um, down with PA school. Able to close this chapter of my life. Uh, I still got to do, like, some other, like, wrap-up things and stuff like that, but... Man, I've been laying low, relaxing for the past week or so. I'm like, man, this time I need to slow down because this relaxation, I've been getting it umpteenth million naps. I'm like, so these naps, huh? I ain't seen these before. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just trying to figure out what's next. Now I ain't in school for the, like I was the past two years. So uh, super blessed. Happy to see my boys. They came in town to support me and stuff like that. That's definitely love. Um, so... Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Yeah, we caught a couple L's, you know what I'm saying, as a <laughs> as a group. But, I mean, we, we made it out. So, true. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> champagne, man. <laughs> but, nah, it was all an experience, though, so. He just got just a little too tipsy, that's all. That ain't nothing but a little something. Was it? Is it two two one three three out eight zero zero? I think that's what it is. <laughs> it's, I, I think two, it's two two, two one. Eight, uh, two, two eight out. I, I thought it was two I two one like, three three out eight zero zero four. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, anyways, two two eight one yeah two eight one three three oh eight zero zero four. <laughs> I know it was the eight zero zero phone because that dog was to go hard, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was good times, definitely great times, great memories, enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Josh? Yeah, I ain't, I ain't graduating yet, but um, coming on my last few days this week of school. Uh, I have a nice summer. Nice vacation back to a, a normal schedule. <laughs> um, yeah, I stopped in. He shy ran for a little bit. Show Jalen some love. Man, shy ran. I'm a streamer. She <laughs> on. And uh, you know they was driving like Need for Speed drivers out there, but you know Deontay and Jalen got us around the city safe. 
uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm I'm just excited to be done with school. Uh, not done, but like done for this semester. Uh, can relax at because I mean, Jalen can attest to it. Like, school is, is crazy, especially like grad school and like post secondary school and all that. Um, I'm gonna get some naps in. Probably play some Apex with y'all again. I ain't played with y'all in a couple months. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, man, man, in an action. Yeah. But I'm doing good. How about you, Deontay? Uh, you know me, man. I'm just appreciative of friends, family, uh, uh everything that's, you know, I feel, I feel, I'm feeling very much so blessed, uh, for real, for real, and like a lot of different, you know, spaces and avenues. Just happy. That's all. <laughs> just a happy individual at this point in time. Uh, there's some weird stuff, sad stuff going on in the world, but, um, I'm just, you know, just being thankful for what I do, God, and what, and what, I, who I am surrounded by, and um, that's always cool, you know, just cool to reflect, think about what you got, truly who, what's important, and um, really be happy and genuinely happy about your situation. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm happy. I'm playing video games, uh, loving the family, loving the wife. There's nothing to really truly complain about at the moment. Um, so that's where I'm at. But um been playing a lot of Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's very accessible because, you know, that's that beautiful, beautiful Steam Deck. So um, I've been getting real crispy on there. Um, Cops of New Jordan. I think I got the I think they had the Jordan 16s, if I'm not mistaken. I forget the number. Man, you caught some Jordan. I caught some Jordan 16s on the game, man. I just said I was playing Fight for New York. Nah. No, it's not the 16. It was the 18s. Yeah, the 18s. Yeah, so um <clears throat> But yeah. I've been just I've been just chilling, playing the game, watching my kids. Uh I watched a few TV shows which we're going to talk about some of the topics. Um, I, uh, if, if you don't know, we go, we gonna definitely talk about that Halo, um, TV show. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to try to stay on topic, talk about games, but there is some other stuff we're going to talk about too. Stuff to get out the way, you know, Kendrick dropped the album, um, Kevin Samuels passed. I think, I, I don't know if we, we actually... I don't know if he passed before the last one or if it was after, but, um, yeah, it's just weird stuff happening. Um, I'm not saying that he was a, a idol of mine. That's just weird about the whole situation and how it occurred and the reaction after death is kind of what I want to talk about. I'm not really talking about Kevin Samuels the person because I would have talked about him when he was alive. It was more about just his... It's untimely death and a reaction to untimely death. But, um, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's start somewhere interesting. What do we, what do we got a lot of hot takes and conversation around right now? We got 
Apex Legends, new maps, new Newcastle. We got Kendrick Lamar album, the Halo show. Where do you want to start, people? Where do you want to start? Because I can start it, but I'd rather see where y'all want to start. Man, uh, Josh, you got any preferences? Otherwise, I'll say something. Um, I don't know. I uh, normally we go with the longer topic, but if y'all want to do the shorter ones, which might be Halo or um, something else, I don't know. Mm. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's go with the um. Let's go with the. Well, go ahead, J- Jalen. Sorry for cutting nah, you I was, off. I was gonna say no. You good? I was gonna say. I mean, we, we can try something different. Yeah, go for the shorter topics. All right, let's start with Halo. Halo, um, oh boy. <laughs> okay, let's say let's di- let's dissect this. Um, as um, I was watching, and I got through all the episodes. I'm not sure if Josh got through all the episodes, but I'm pretty sure you read about it and heard about it. And anyways, if you pull that scene out of context. It's horrendous. If you put it into context, it's still horrendous. But <laughs> it's a TV show. So I just can't give it... I can't say that it was terrible. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, spoiler alert, Master Chief gets some Master Cheeks. And now when I say Master Cheeks, he actually is having sex in the show. Um, you obviously are able to see his face they reveal his face they they give him emotions all this extra stuff he is no longer the master chief you know and love because you didn't really know master chief really did you but you don't want to accept that maybe you could really do much with that character if you didn't show his face which is fine i might upset some of you but my hot take my thoughts behind it are simple um it does not make sense for them to have sex it's basically (laughs) a it is a war crime he is supposed to be a general or you know this he's supposed to be the master chief it's a war crime to have sex with a, a a captive especially when you think that she works for the enemy first off that's just stupid it's a bad plot line you shouldn't probably have it in there but in a TV show, it's fine because you have to have something that people want to root for. Obviously, they didn't have to have sex to have that happen. They didn't have to have sex to have that connection. But unfortunately, people are are talking. And that's pretty much why they put it in there. Because overall, the show is probably mediocre at best it's not the greatest show it's not the worst show i've watched it's not the greatest show i've watched but there has to be something at the end that causes you to think okay um this is i don't know palatable for the next season but it's just honestly um i don't know there's a lot of weird things that they tried that didn't really pan out like the covenant was just not it's just just not there enough especially for them to be the main threat 
you know it was all about their technology and what you they could do for you and finding the halo ring it it just felt like the longest non beneficial payoff in the world but what i can tell you is that probably season two might be better if it's greenlit i could tell you that where they set it up and where they left off it could be a decent season two I'm not going to hate on the show because there's a couple of scenes. Well, not a couple, but a few scenes that just are out of place. I liked it, some of the characters. I enjoyed the world. I'm glad they tried it. And some of the locations and the scenery was nice. I mean, it's not next level. I don't know why people think um, because Microsoft is behind it, they're going to throw millions and millions of dollars at this production. I just think if they can create something that's decent to watch and people will enjoy, just forget about the Halo name. But at the same time, you are so people that are so invested into like the characters and like the people, the world and everything, they're never going to be satisfied. So I'm so glad I don't really care about the Cat Master Chief. I'm so glad I don't care about the story because I was able to watch the show and enjoy it for the simple stuff, you know, they have a nice character. The, 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 the what's her name? Cute Kawan or Kawan. She a decent character. Uh, she's a she has a hero effect. You you want to root for her even though she's stupid. Um, but she's a decent character enough that you will want to watch her in the future and see where she goes with her legacy or whatever. Um, the black character, he's probably the most. Um. He's the most entertaining to watch because he had a lot of um, interesting, you know, scenes. He was a lot of fighting scenes and he had a lot of conversation and dialogue that kind of made him seem like a more wise and helpful, you know, kind of individual. It was just more of a he he was a very role. Um, his role was to protect, but his role was to not like it. So he played that well. That's fine. Um, but overall i didn't hate the show um i just didn't enjoy i didn't love it either i don't think they needed to have sex but it didn't shock me that that was going to happen i mean they were showing boobies and and butts throughout the whole thing i was just like okay why y'all keep showing everybody booty i'm like y'all trying to just shoot for the rated r and not really put in the like the the violence and everything that I saw in the first episode just did not match it the rest of the episodes. You know? So it felt like they was playing a trick on us. I don't know I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of stuff was just starting to, you know, not be the it just didn't accumulate to what I thought it would be. But in no means is it a terrible show. It's just not the greatest show. Uh, I don't think they did. I, I, I can't say they didn't do Master Chief any justice because Master Chief is a mute. In my opinion, he has like one liners. He does cool stuff, but he is not a character that I enjoy to say, oh, he's just fantastic. He's such royal. He's so real written. Like that's not freaking Master Chief. So I don't understand why people are so mad with them creating Master Chief. I think if people get over the fact that that is what they chose to do for Master Chief, they might like the show in a little a little way. But 
Um, is it like a, a wreck? No. I just think people are more are overtly harsh on those types of games, on those types of shows, because they are attached to franchises they know and love for years. So, um, that's my take. It might be hot, might not be. I mean, people might like it. I like it enough to watch season two. I'm not running to season two. <laughs> that is the take. Uh, what What's your thoughts on Halo, Josh and <laughs> Jalen, if you got any? So for, yeah, like, I, I guess I'm someone who doesn't watch too many TV shows, um, but when it comes to stuff like sci-fi, I think a lot of sci-fi t- tends up to, to be pretty generic and um, sci-fi TV shows tend to be generic. Maybe they have like one or two things that make them like stand out, but overall, uh, you know, they'll, their budget has to be low because it's a TV show. They got 10 episodes, blah, 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 but they have like big ideas and they don't have the budget for it. And I feel like this Halo show fits in there it's from Microsoft and it's, you know, it's on like a, a like a bigger platform, I guess, but um, they're not going to give it like full like movie money or like Disney money or anything like that. So they have to cut corners and things like that. And I expected that and I expected the uh, them to change things. I, I think overall that it seems like they did some of it justice with like their costumes and uh I guess some of the the scenery and environment, uh, but overall they have to like uh, still keep it under budget. Um, my thing is that you can change the character, but I feel like how put it, you can change the franchise to be something more appealing. But I don't feel like they're the changes that they're making are artistic. Like this is the vision we had, so we wanted to change it, or oh, this doesn't really make sense in the game or something, so we're going to replace it with something that we feel like is better. Um, I don't really get that impression from it. It seems like, um, how to put it, in HBO, like people always say, like in the first 10 minutes of a new HBO show, somebody's going to be naked because that's the draw. It's rated R. Um, You want to see people fighting. You want to see blood. You want to see sex. And you want to have like a, an interesting story so that's what have people come to it and i feel like halo wasn't banking on like fans to get in we're just gonna get people to watch this because it's a adult sci-fi show and hopefully they'll stick with it because of that um i don't really mind that but i feel like they could have done better because microsoft had been working on the the tv show and the halo movies and stuff since like the xbox one came out and this is the best they have from it. And they even had like other TV shows like Halo 4, I think, had like actual like TV show videos in the game or something that you could unlock. And those characters went on to Halo 5. And it's like they've been trying to do it for a while. But this seems like weird that this is their big push that you know, oh, we're not going to do this stuff anymore that we did in the games. We're going to mm-hmm. change the story completely, put it on Paramount, and have <laughs> Master Cheek smash it. Master Cheeks is just so funny. 
yeah. Other than that, like I can probably critique it for like the story. It don't make sense, and it's like, oh, the they're trying to set this up as like this is the reason like other stuff happened in the franchise, like the Covenant are going to find Reach because Master Chief had sex with somebody. It's like all that that story stuff is dumb. It's just I I wish they had like a stronger like vision because I would say like this is okay, but when you compare it to like Star Wars and The Mandalorian, and I know that Halo is not Star Wars, but it's like they took a mute character or a character that has no face and made him like one of the most popular characters in Star Wars just from their writing and acting. And it's like, it is possible, but they couldn't do it or they weren't confident in doing that. So they just said, okay, remove everything and let's just have him be like a normal, you know, soldier man having sex with people and doing stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but they spent twenty million on Baby Yoda alone. I know I mean, they was throwing budgets at that character design. You know, they got years behind them and that. When sure, but it could have just been like a ever, a normal baby. It didn't even have to be a CGI baby. Like, nah, they could have tried it, but I feel like. The reason why they went with that is because they needed it to do scenes and certain things. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that within the realm of Halo, there is so much riding on the CGI, the character building, and the world development that I just feel like in The Mandalorian, it's easier to... It's easier for two reasons. Like, yeah, Star Wars is already established, so then yeah. I have to establish this brand new. You have world. to establish that I Halo. Get. But that's also the problem with the direction of the show. If you don't have the budget or the time to establish an entire universe in these eight episodes, don't do that. Like, the good thing about Halo is that there are different stories or there are different games. Like, if they just wanted to pick like Halo ODST, it's like it's six people stuck in the city fighting aliens like you don't have to worry about the covenant and the halo rings and like the flood and 2000 years of blah 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 and all this extra stuff if you just focus on telling a good story in halo that people will be interested but instead they took the you know they want their cake and eat it too we're going to do all of halo and make people get interested in this franchise and they can't do it all yeah so I understand that it's not like probably nobody could have taken Halo and like put it in like eight episodes and make it be perfect. No. But I can criticize them for like you should have went with a different direction then. Do what you can do. Like y'all y'all are showrunners or like y'all done other projects. So y'all should know like, okay, Microsoft, this is a little too much. We could do this instead. But that's not happening. I I mean at some points, it was believable that they were Spartans. And at other points, there just wasn't. Um, it just... And then there were some points where I felt like... Like, understanding the technology and stuff like that, it was easy to understand because it was very basic in that way. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at it from a viewpoint of... What do I look for in other sci-fi shows? And what do I see in this sci-fi show? 
if I didn't have a context behind it of that, it's well, I didn't, if I didn't have the, you know, the, the understanding that this is a Halo show and um, I would think the effects were nice. I would think the 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 um, the the fight scenes were good. I would think that the the characters that are the big bads and stuff like that they played their roles properly. Like I wouldn't have too much to hate on it if it wasn't attached to Halo. So that is why I'm giving it to premise of it's okay because I wouldn't hate on it unless I had to. But I guess. I guess the whole, that's the uh, whole point, you know, you can't yeah, separate. Yeah, I understand it. that. And like I said, I'm probably like a bias because I would hate on it. And that's why I wouldn't watch sci-fi shows because if they end up being like this, it don't matter what name attached to it. I'm not going to finish it. True. So it's like, yeah, like there is nothing really terrible about the show to me, at least. It's just that there was so many lackluster things like like there was it was like everything was hit just c level there was nothing that was a level for me like even if one thing was a level i could defend it better but nothing was a level like the, the effects weren't a level the acting wasn't a level the the world building wasn't a level the storyline wasn't a level it just nothing was a level to me to make it like just above average it was everything was mediocre. Um, but overall, I have seen worse and I have seen better. And for me to kind of say I wouldn't be interested in a season two would be a lie. I want to see where some of the storylines go. Um, I I don't have a big I don't have a big critique um, for for their for their, their you know their character development i just have a big critique on in making sure they engage it in a proper way i just don't like how some things panned out i really don't understand her one moment hating you know humans and then sacrificing it all and then one moment kind of brings her back into that that's like terrible storytelling it just makes me feel like you don't know where you want the character to go and i hate sloppy storytelling in that way so it just made me work it made it worse because if the story didn't i don't have to like the story to understand that it's like this is the realm of, of justifications within it i just don't think making a character go from bad good to bad in less than 20 minutes is a good storytelling. It's not a good storytelling for me. It's just, it just it screams lazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but overall, hey, Matt, you want to see some Master Cheeks? Go check it out, people. <laughs> um, Master yeah. Cheeks. Master Cheeks, man. Any thoughts, Jalen? <laughs> nah, I mean. Y'all just uh, tearing that thing apart, so uh, I ain't really got much to say about it. But y'all, y'all already know my stance with Halo and stuff like that. They just need to, yeah, let um, it die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they need to let it die and stuff completely. I think they just need to stop trying to make it into like a Star Wars or something like that, man. Like it's just yeah. I will say, even though I enjoy the new game, I feel like. 
three for three or whatever. They don't have a how put it. They have plans, but it doesn't have an identity really anymore. And that's no, part of the problem where they're they're trying to reinvent it constantly. Like it's gonna be a TV show. It's gonna be a uh you know maybe a battle royale or something in the future. They're just, just like all that stuff at the wall. Yeah, and I feel like maybe it wouldn't ever be as popular as it used to be. But if it just stuck in its own place, like Gears of War, where it's like, you know, Gears of War Six is going to be soon. It's like people are coming back because they enjoy it for it being. It's what self. it is, and, yeah. yeah. I think Halo and, is so um, stuck on this big momentum push popularity that it doesn't really understand that feeding your core audience. That's what that's what Destiny forgot, and then they fixed it. Destiny was not feeding their core audience, and lost a lot of people in Destiny 2's transition, and they fixed it. They they started. You know, catering to the core audience of what they enjoyed about Destiny, grind, which I don't know why people enjoyed it, but that's what they loved. Um, and they loved, you know, uniqueness. They love random roles. They didn't want everything to be the same. And they fed it. They fed it like the creature it is. Now it's this, this un, this, uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot, you cannot just, um, you can no longer just suggest destiny to a person. You cannot. It's not. If you're not a destiny player, you'll never be a destiny player. You can try, but it's guaranteed. It's probably one of the hardest things you could probably ever do. Try to get someone, convince someone to start destiny as a new game, because simply put, it is now in the realms of Final Fantasy and all those other games. That really suck to start playing right now because it has fed that community. The community is really understanding of what it is and how set it is in its ways that it no longer can even be. It can no longer uh, be changed in a way that dramatically shifts the narrative of the game. It won't. It will never change. I think Halo is trying to build that. When all when they already had it, they just never had a live service functionality to it. Um, and I just think that they want what Destiny has. And I wouldn't even want what Destiny has. Because, try, trust me, the community is mad toxic. And it's not a good community. Um, there is great people in it. But it's just not the type of game you want to replicate. The money is nice. I'd rather you replicate Apex or something like that. But not Destiny. It's just not the it's not worth it. Um so I, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like the the media I, I felt like the the media that Halo was introduced in with it being a rated home game and it being an Xbox exclusive that limited to how much people can like Get get a hold of it versus something like Star Wars. Like everybody's able to go see Star Wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Star Wars had its own feel to it. I mean, you got cool lightsabers, you got the Force, you know, you got the fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's different things to it versus Halo. It's like it, it ain't. It's nothing. It's nothing that was groundbreaking about Halo. Halo was just good for its time, and and that's why I always go back to saying the same thing that Halo is just. 
how can Halo improve while keeping his identity Halo? And I can't, I'm not a developer and stuff like that. And I might be, you know, small minded and things like that. But from everything that Bungie and 343 been putting out or whatever, it hasn't shown me anything that's like, it's it's still trying to be Halo, but they trying to change certain things and it just don't really have the same entire feel to it. So I think all these different avenues of different medias and stuff that they trying to put out and stuff, they just, like you guys said, they just need to like stay in their own lane and stop trying to do all this extra stuff. And honestly, I would really prefer if Halo, Halo had a lot of different, it had a lot of story to it, which is cool. I would be more satisfied if instead of them trying to keep improving or not improving, but doing different things, like add into the universe and all this type of stuff, if they add it to the universe within original timeline um, and stop trying to keep progressing the world, this is Master Chief, or were there more Spartans and stuff like that? Um, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I actually like Reach. That's like the prequel to Halo 1. Those sorts of things was cool. Like, I like the ODST. Like, it put a lot of context into the story versus just adding more stuff and not focusing on Master Chief, then focusing on them. And it just you can just start seeing the mess that is becoming. I'm just kind of like... I don't I don't care to follow it if y'all was where, where y'all where y'all was at y'all peak at with Halo three. If y'all wanna go do different things and add different pieces into the story, similar like how Star Wars did, I'd be more appreciative of that because they ain't gotta retcon anything. But what mm. they're doing now is just kinda like y'all adding more things that I need to try to put together and y'all making it burdensome on me. Similar to what Kingdom Hearts was going, like that's where I had my issue with them, but it could just be the type of person I am too, but I just think it would make more sense if they kept it. You know, the Spartans don't die; they just missing in action and just different things like that. Like it ain't that many Spartans, Master Chief, this type of dude, all that type of stuff. I I feel a lot more comfortable with the story as the way it was, but I don't know. Yeah, at this point, I'm I'm more invested in um like. I mean, I'm more invested in the Apex Legends story. Like, I feel like Overwatch started something and then Apex built on it much better than what they did. In my opinion, I know people feel like Overwatch is such great. Sometimes they have better story. I feel like Apex did a better job of fleshing out a world than any other company that has a live service game, in my opinion. Because of just simply adding small details and intricate things continuously throughout the game that causes you to now know so much more about people or these characters that they have created. Like, they created something, put it out there, wanted you to love it, and then built upon that. They didn't, like, reinvent the wheel. They didn't try to make you, you know, go... I I don't know. It It just felt like a easier digestible thing um that honestly wouldn't take too long to get caught up on versus you know having to deal with like a full-fledged game and trying to understand it um and truly you know you know putting all the pieces together because that's what they try to do with halo infinite and uh calling it infinite and not really having the the foundation there to make it truly that good game like in a multiplayer standpoint, um, I, I I can't really talk to the single player. I did not beat it, um, so. I mean, 
we didn't ever talk about it because I didn't know if you ever was going to play it. But it's the same issue where it's like they y'all trying to introduce new ideas, but it's not a clear vision. And by the end of the game, it's like, okay, like, where's your finished idea? Like you, you started writing this paper, but you didn't finish. You got halfway through and you stopped. Uh, How am I supposed to be interested to come back if you didn't hook me when you had the time? And that's the thing. If they was to just go back into the different time, into the original timeline, you already, they don't, yeah. they already have a finished story. Like, they could just yeah. introduce they more stuff. They could just in. do more prequels or, yeah, stuff like that. But even still, their problem is that kind of like the more recent Star Wars movies where, all right, this first game, Halo 4, is about Master Chief losing Cortana. Cool. Uh, what's the next game? What is it about? Well, we, y'all didn't like the last story, so we're going to change it. It's about Master Chief being arrested and Cortana's back. Like, okay, fine. People didn't like that story, so what's Infinite about? Oh, well, this story is about get rid of all that old stuff and introducing the, the new flood. <laughs> so, like, where is the trilogy if y'all just did a trilogy? These are completely separate games with completely separate stories going nowhere. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying if they did something when the game was at its peak, you know, left off on a good note on Halo Three, then that would I'm not gonna say it's gonna correct everything because they can still mess stuff up. Clearly, they showing that they incompetent, but <laughs> yeah, I, like I mean, they, they should have just more pieces. They should just left Master Chief in Halo Three, honestly, just brand new Spartans like Halo Reach. That way you can do whatever you want. You want to change it. You want to make a battle royale, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Master Chief wouldn't do this. It don't matter. He's not in the game. So, Yeah. I think I think them wanting cool. to keep that iconic character kind of met, was their failure. Um, yeah, because Halo Reach showed that they don't need Master Chief. Like, people love that game, and he's not in the game at all. Yeah. Well... I mean, I'm pretty sure they could have told a great story without hey, without Master Chief being in the game, and that's and that even in that movie, and that I mean, I'm talking not in the game, but the TV show, because um, I wasn't really interested in Master Chief to be honest with you. I was more interested in the people around him and the world of the in, in the world, but um, and maybe that's just because I didn't like the character in itself. He just didn't seem to. Um, I don't know how you try to build. I, 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 what was really funny is how they try to put emotion into a character, and then he just becomes very one-dimensional. That's yeah. Funny he, he had. He's weird because he has no like life or culture or anything like that. Like Mandalorian people like him because he at least was like this had is a the way. culture and a this cold, yeah, way, it was something unique about him. Master Chief is literally a military dude who been in there since he was five and he has no life he has no social life no friends no nothing there's <laughs> nothing you can do with it other than like him becoming like crazy like doom like doom and just i love killing <laughs> but they know they don't want to do that so i mean yeah i didn't know he can fornicate bro i thought he might have had blue balls or something i don't know <laughs> I mean, he he was all he do. He's a Spartan, you know what I'm saying? Like you see, his kidnapped when he was a kid, turned into this war machine, and 
Yeah, I mean, it don't make sense for him either. Like, if it was the Halo Reach characters, it would make sense because they were like real adults who, you know, had lives. <laughs> he didn't have a life, so it's just weird. Yeah, they like they like they like they like they like um really really heavily influenced by flashbacks and him just experiencing the world, which is fine. That's a cool angle. It, it just make the world more interesting. If you're going to be exploring the world, you know, and he's going to be now the the eyes of the new where you see everything for a new, like from a new perspective, take us to the world. Don't just have us sitting on one planet and not really showing us nothing and trying to deal with the conflict that we have no understanding of how bad it is until like the last episode, right, where they finally show the covenant destroying a whole planet. Um, but that was like the last episode, <laughs> it was just like, uh, y'all ain't really do this right. So, I mean, it's fine to me simply, like I said, simply because I'm not judging it off of it being a Halo show, I'm judging it being off a of sci-fi show. And there's plenty of sci-fi shows out there that are just as mediocre that might get more praise simply because it doesn't have a halo name attached. I enjoyed the guns. I enjoyed the sicky pulse grenade. I enjoyed the effects. I enjoyed some of the characters and I enjoyed um, it enough to watch next season. So I'm going to just leave it at that because I don't want to keep And Plus we've been talking about it too long, but um, mm -hmm. halo go and check it out. If y'all want to watch something, sci-fi just turn your brain off turn off all your knowledge of the halo community of the halo world and you might have a good time um but yeah that's all it that's all it is i don't hate the show though all right well let's talk about um something hopefully not this long uh but i wanted to talk about just the Kevin Samuel situation go straight into that and then we can talk about Kendrick I mean because there's it's some similarities in my opinion but uh, I want to talk about Kendrick album but I just want to you know talk about Kevin and this this need to go on the internet and just and and, and place your distaste for a person that has passed um, I think it's very weirdo. It's very weirdo energy. It's a uh, um, someone has passed, someone has died, and you're literally mocking the dead. Like let that sink in. You know, you're mocking the dead. You are now a Chicago rapper. You are now um. <laughs> You're 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 one of the you're you're one of the undesirables of the world. You're you're not uh, a actual human. You you have turned into something else. You're morphed into something else, and you think you're justified in your actions because you did not like what that one what a person said. You're justified in your actions because of what someone said, not what they did, not what they you know try to inflict on you but what they said knowing full well with the right understanding and knowledge 
you probably could, you know, oh, this guy is saying some crazy stuff. Let me click off of that. Oh, this guy is being really mean to people. Let me click off of that. Let me not entertain someone that's negative. So, I don't know. I just find it weird. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't think he did heinous crimes, which obviously he didn't. He don't have a rap sheet. Um, there's people that we mourn that killed people. Um, but yet someone that you just didn't have a, a similar opinion on and was a little bit blunt and mean to people. That is okay to now you justify it in your hate and your, your belittling, your laughter, your jokes. I don't know. I, 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 it didn't sit right with me when it was happening. It's kind of like the Will Smith slap. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm not defending Kevin Samuels. I don't agree with most of the stuff he said. Um, I don't watch him. I don't listen to him and all the stuff that did actually end up bubbling up to the top of my algorithm. I thought it was incorrect. I thought it was misinformed. I thought it was misinformation. But I was smart enough to understand that I didn't have to sit there and watch it nor entertain it. And I don't have to be mad at a person. So to to see the the level of disrespect on the timeline was very interesting. Did you guys see any of that stuff or did you not really? Not at all. Not what you go to that. <laughs> yeah, I um I saw like initially like people weren't sure um what happened because it was you know sudden and then mm-hmm. eventually like it was confirmed um and immediately it was two things you'll see like oh um like karma blah 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 and oh look at him uh you know should take your own advice blah 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 and um. Other on the opposite side, like people like, oh, he he was just speaking his own opinion. You ain't gotta like do this. He's he's gone now. You can just leave it be. Blah blah blah. So yeah, it was it was very weird to see people so um, celebratory. I would say polarized. Well, yeah, polarized. Where it's like one side super happy, on the other side is like super defending it. Uh, because, like you said, like many other people die, many other celebrities who have like sometimes even more controversial lives, and it's like just I don't know um, how to put it. I think it's okay to criticize someone's work or the things that they did in their life, um, but also, like you said, there's no need to put out that negativity where it's like, oh, good that he's gone or that um, he deserved it or whatever people want to say. Because uh, you can think that his work is just like, you know, really terrible, really awful, bad advice. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like, it's somebody else's family and another person, another black person, and you should just give them a, a little bit of base level of respect of, you know, they're gone. Uh, but some people can't do that and I think that maybe it's like a um, confusion not confusion but a don't know how to separate your feelings about 
someone or like unpack it in like a healthy way because it's like mm. you don't like his work or you don't like the things that he talks about or you don't like his music or whatever and not being able to like criticize it while also separating it from like the individual so for example joe rogan like people hate joe rogan i don't agree with joe rogan or anything like that but also i'm not gonna do or wish anything on him personally <laughs> so hmm. yeah yeah um nah. i ain't yeah. gonna lie to you bro i always like hearing people opinion or when it's what that means I like seeing different people's standpoints, understanding why people come from different, you know, perspectives. Um, so like when when Kevin Samuels, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. I, I I ain't gonna say I like like the dude, but I enjoyed hearing some of the things he had to say. Um mm-hmm. of course his more crazier stuff is gonna be the ones that pop up on people's timeline and not the little you know, the the rest of his show. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people had a misinformed idea of this guy because most of his crazy stuff would pop up and not the stuff he'd say. And he, from my understanding, I think he talked to dudes too. It just wasn't women, but um, it was a lot of women that was happy that he was dead. And I'm just like, why are y'all happy that there's a human being that didn't affect your life doing whatever it takes for him to be relevant, make money, make a living and stuff like that. Um which you can't make uh, money if people not interested in what you're doing, period. So and if people was wishing okay. bad things to happen to Reverend X. Like, yeah, you're right. You, you, you <laughs> have to do something different in order to get something different is what I'm getting at. And y'all stupid. Um, and he he was he was doing something different, and my thing is, some of these women wanted to be on the show. Mm-hmm. They wanted to talk to this dude and all these sorts of things, and they got mad for some of the crude opinion, or not not the crude opinion, because a lot of people might have the same opinion. His crude delivery mm-hmm. and trying to drive home a point, because a lot of these women think they're you know I guess the analogy I was just talking to uh my boy Ron about this. Everybody can't be Michael Jordan. Like, but a lot of these women have that fantasy that they are. And that's, that's fine. Like to some capacity, but it can't impede on how you, I ain't even finna get into that. I mean, we, we see social media. (laughs) We, yeah, I was about to say, we see social media. We see people doing whatever it takes, whether it's only fans, whether you Kevin Samuels being crew, or if you smacking people on, you know, Oscars and stuff like that. But no, my thing bad. is, regardless, these people, what they're doing and how they choose to live their life isn't affecting yours. Great. Unless Kevin Samuel said something to you and strangled you and tried to wish death upon you or something. He ain't, I mean, he can't be 50 cents saying that, but not just fine. But <laughs> <laughs> why does, why should you praise another person's death and they don't, they ain't never did nothing to you? I feel like some of the people that were saying that, some of the things this this dude then said, y'all felt as though the shoe fit, and y'all took offense to what he said. Yep. And I, all his stuff wasn't incorrect. Like some of the stuff he was saying, he was just saying it in a crude manner that some people probably just didn't want to hear about it. And I mean, I ain't gonna say he ain't tear some women down and stuff. I think some of the stuff he said was a little over the top or whatever. But it was some stuff that some people asked. 
I'm not gonna say they needed to hear it, but they was they asked to hear it. So, yeah. um, that that's just my thing. I, like I said, I like hearing different people' opinions. Some of the things I resonated with what he said. Um, just how I view the world and what I see on social media, because y'all know I say on Instagram, but. At the same time, some stuff he said didn't need to be said, but at, at the same time, it's his show. He can say whatever he wants. He got freedom of speech, and people got on there and asked to hear it. So that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's very, it, it's just very weirdo behavior. We're very weird to kind of have to think about it in that way and see people really having a joyous occasion. Um, he ain't, he's not like, he wasn't no leader of the free world. He wasn't someone that was really creating and building things to kind of hinder you. It was just, it was just a guy and an opinion with a mic that people tuned into. Cause you can't really be popular unless someone tunes into you. Uh, you know, it's just not, po- it's not possible. It's not possible for you to get millions of views on your, sh- on your, on your videos and all of it's hate. Some people are in there just trying to understand and trying to get more information on what they think you are credible on. So, yeah. And he, him, he's a weird situation because a lot of people like hate him. Like he's the worst thing for the bad community or he's like giving the best relationship advice that nobody wants to listen to but like people like that or like shows like that have existed for a long time then you go on jerry springer or you go on Montel, or uh what's the uh the judge show uh anyways judge, but it's like mathis or judge mathis or joe brown and all that stuff and honestly i feel like you would hear worse advice or like worse conversations on <laughs> like regular podcasts with like mm-hmm. um uh what's that do Adam um Adam twenty two? Yeah, or just like normal podcasts like talking about anything where they they, uh, they had girls in there and like, oh yeah, I you know, I took the whole basketball team back to my hotel, blah blah blah, and they just talking <laughs> about dumb <laughs> dumb stuff. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know why they got that much strong energy against him. Maybe because it it was like presented in like a pseudo professional way, and yeah. so it had more weight to it. But yeah, <laughs> I think people was mad at him because he was arrogant and confident with what he said. I think that's the true reason. Everything he said behind, I'm not. I, I didn't watch the show entirely, but the way he presented his facts, the things he said. The absolute confidence, or if you want to even go as far as call it arrogance, when it, with the things he said with his delivery, it w- it was a force that they couldn't top on. I think that was the reason they were getting mad. Like they couldn't, like he just felt like he was unstoppable, and I think that's what drove people up the wall. I don't think he. I ever, honestly he don't think, think he apologized either. So, nah, I mean that too. But he just like, nah, I'm this my show. I'm gonna say what I want. Y'all gonna yeah. listen or y'all gonna leave. I don't care what y'all talking about. What I say is right, and what y'all say is wrong. Like. I don't care about the rest. And that, they felt like they was talking to a brick wall. And the brick wall was, like, collapsing on them with the words that he was saying. I think that's what people really got annoyed about. Yeah. No, I think it's it's just very much so a sad situation. 
Um, I mean, anytime someone a loss, you know, life is lost, it's kind of just, you know, difficult, especially when you got family. I think he had a daughter. Um, and, you know, he died with his, he died with a nurse, not, not family. You know, it's just like, bro, to be excited and happy just screams, you need to work on yourself. You need to go get some therapy. It just screams it. Like, you need help. Like, truly. If you're that, dist- if you're that distraught and broken down by another person's opinion, not directly at you, but you're just catching the, I fit the category, so I feel away. Dude, you need help. You really do. Um, cause it's not that deep. Only time it's deep is if, 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 if your situation is so trash that you can't even admit to yourself that it might be you. And that's when people feel it the most. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to believe it's me. So everything else is the problem. And now that you speaking to me directly and saying that this is the problem, you're the problem. It sucks. And now I got this hatred for you because you expose me as the fraud I am or something like that. Whatever the case may be. Um, it just seems like I said, weirdo behavior. But um, rest peace, Kevin. Um, and it's just a sad situation. But what I, what I wanted to, you know, uh, switch to real quickly was that Kendrick Lamar and a lot of the stuff that he was saying in 95, we cry together, Purple Heart, uh, Die Hard, United Grief. He was just talking Savior, Auntie Diaries, Mr. Morale, Mother I Sober. All these songs insinuates the same like premises sometimes that Kevin would talk about or that he would identify i mean there's possibly literally uh something that he insinuates in his raps or his music that is sometimes very blunt and sometimes very melodic and it can be digested easily but i guess my thought is is that if someone obviously this got millions and millions of plays. It's probably going to sell very, very well. And it's talking about the same stuff <laughs> that Kevin would talk about sometimes. But in obviously, he was very blunt in his delivery. But in this stuff is very blunt. Do you think Kendrick is at the point where he will get canceled for anything he said? Or do people wish death on him when he dies because... Of this track list, knee songs, and the stuff he was saying within said songs. I don't. I don't think so. Just based off the fact that it's gonna come across as art. He 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 has a he has a safeguard because it's art. So it's it's a form of expression versus Kevin Samuel. Like, hey, it's cruel, straight to the point. I don't care what you talking about, bro. Um. He's not on there outright bashing people actively. Like, people mm-hmm. can't watch him bash people. And then on top of that, people need to interpret what he's saying and minus the beat and all that type of stuff. They just need to tear everything down and just interpret what he's saying. And then from that point, they need to comp- They need to actively know 
that this is what Kendrick is saying definitively to say that this like this is what Kendrick's saying. He's tearing us down. He's in the same same thing as Kevin Samuel. A lot of people are not going to take it that way. So I don't think he's going to get canceled just, you know, off that. Hmm. His yeah. delivery is way different. Yeah. I think um, I think trying to say the same thing over and over again, um, because a lot of these topics and a lot of these thoughts and all this stuff, this was done. This was said and done in Pimper Butterfly and in Cookie Mass City. There's some things that are newer, like Auntie Diaries, Mother I Sober, Father Time. Even though he talked about his dad and how, you know, in certain situations in in life and basically storytelling for previously on Damn with, uh, with the with the ending song I forget the name of Duckworth, um. Stuff like that, you know, like you know, the premises of his albums are very similar, but I guess in this one he was a little bit more blunt to me, so I felt like it was more of the the Camus, Kevin Samuels esque delivery, because Worldwide Steppers is ridiculous, Father Time is ridiculous, you know, Auntie Diaries, you talking about the community and how they approach gay people and how they think about it and how a lesbian can be in, in, included in festivities. But then if your, your, your cousin, your male cousin turns to be a woman, it's just not possible. You know, something like that. It's like those distinct things that you see in a community daily and you could talk about and it kind of have these deeper meanings and these understandings. Um, even when we on United Grief and how he's talking about how we grieve and how we see things in the world. I mean, these are universal problems, um, but they're just so, I don't know. In this album, I just felt like he was so direct that you can't miss the message. And if you're missing the message, it's just you're blind. You're literally a blind person. There's no way you can miss the messages in all these songs. There's no way. No way. But, I mean, some people can really try and do it. You know, make it work. But I just think um, that's why I kind of started to think about Kevin. It's just the fact that um, I think Kev, I think Kendrick is tired of, tired of hiding behind the art. Like, we cry together. Like, come on. Like, yeah, it's, it's, poet, it's poetry slam, but it's the most raw poetry slam I've ever heard. And don't lie, bro. I ain't even listening to that whole song. I got tired of listening. <laughs> it, yeah, it's because you, you get to the point where you're like, okay, now you you preaching, preaching. But, um, and it's no, not like, a, yeah, it's, it's not like a good song. It's not a good song in that manner. That's what I'm saying. It's not meant to be composed to make you want to play it over and over again. It's supposed to be shock value and it's supposed to have a meaning behind it. That's it. Like you that's a throwaway song. That's track number eight. Nobody's going back like, oh, this is so good. I gotta play it again and again. But it's supposed to make you feel something. And it's supposed to make you actually think about the perspective of 
what your what your mindset is and how these kind of relationships, these toxic relationships are idolized and how they just stay the same over and over. It's the same cycle. So, um, no, nah, I'm not saying that that's the greatest song composed. I'm saying that that song has meant is meant to play a role in the entirety of things because then you roll into Purple Hearts and you're talking about the mending and, the, and like, you know what I mean, bro. It's a it's a artsy artsy album, and it's a it's very much so meant to be played in that manner. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be pieced away. I just don't think it is. I think it's meant to be played through and through. Um, and yeah, I think that um, the. I mean, I, I didn't watch much Kevin Samuels, so I don't know everything, but most of the stuff was just more like controversial opinions about how you should live your life, who you should be in a relationship with, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And with Kendrick, it's those topics as well. But one, I don't get the impression that he's actually trying to pass judgment on somebody. And but also, even if he is, it's up for interpretation because it is music and it's not just Kendrick coming out and saying like, oh, if you in a abusive relationship and you go back to that person, you an idiot. Like he's not saying I think those it's things. Explicitly. The, yeah. Yeah. I think it's that way because he is using himself as the as the. He is using himself as the you know the the subject matter like mm-hmm. mirror mother i sober like like these are stories he's embedding himself into so it's personal so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's attacking anyone which i agree with but it's like it's like it's like it's like a level of personal personal that you feel like okay i have to reflect on myself because he's deep and so deep into this so it does feel a little judgy i don't know to me it does but at the same time, it does. But well, to me, so it does. I, I understand that. But also, like the whole album is controversial, and I, like you said, you don't, you don't think people would try to like cancel him for it. But I think that there is like a, well, obviously some people will cancel any people for anything, but I think that there is a good amount of people that would try to cancel him for this and for a lot of things and i think that he knew that going into the album and still made like conscious decisions to do the way he did it because like the last few songs are all about um personal trauma and like abuse and like people in your family or in your life who have like uh hurt you or your other family members in some way and then it's also about like him saying eventually i forgive you and you i'm going to move past this and stuff like that but also to include somebody like Kodak Black in the album, who I personally don't have any problem with his music, but people like really don't like him for his like life. Cause like, you know, he's done crime, he's robbed people. He, he has like a bunch of cases for like sexual abuse and stuff like that. And so it's like, well, Kendra, isn't it hypocritical to be talking about like sexual abuse or anything like that? And you have somebody who has like that history or could have that history um but also Mm -hmm. he might have known that going into it and still decided to include him because the whole point is about like forgiving people or like accepting people and their flaws and so i think that 
regardless of what Kendrick does, people will always like uh, not like it, even if it's well-intentioned. Uh, but also because it is art, because it is music, there is a level of protection behind it because this is art. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I agree with that. Um, and that's why I got to keep, you know, listening to it. Um, and if we haven't, if I haven't said it already, I love this freaking album. And um, I think it's really great. I think um, there's a lot of things that you just need to re-listen to. Um, I'm going to be listening to this for a while. I'm not saying that it's going to be the album of of continuous listen, but it's going to be like another Pimp a Butterfly to me. It's, that's what it is. I, people didn't yeah. like Pimp a Butterfly for me. I really enjoyed it. I played it thoroughly through all the time. And when I when I want to be in that retrospective and, you know, going back and thinking about my life in general and like, you know, some of the flaws and of the world and some of the flaws of myself. I listen to songs and I listen to albums that really kind of make me think about stuff. Um, and this is another one of those great ones that just kind of made me think about a lot of stuff. Made me think about, you know, um, and, and really have a good conversation. Like, I can literally have a conversation about each song. That's how good and, like, um, that's how much, you know, thought it went into them. Um, mm-hmm. So... That's what I, I mean, that's what I'm happy about. It's just, you know, good music. But at the same time, yeah. this is meant for, this is meant for you to, it's like a, like a jump off point for people to heal, people to understand and people to try to really articulate emotions of what, of why we, why we, the way we are. Um, and this is him using himself as a like you said him using himself and admit i feel like an attack makes you just reflect in a different way kevin samuels is, is attacking you and saying the same that that thing but maybe this is more of a well this is how i am what about you and it's kind of like the mm-hmm. situation so um yeah yeah i like i liked it a lot too um the I think I, I told you the other day, but the first time I listened to it, like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are not happy with the album. I liked it a lot. Uh, the first time I didn't, like, fully understand, like, the mm-hmm. the whole connection and everything. Not even, like, the story, but, like, all the songs are, like, very different sound-wise and topic-wise and stuff like that. And so putting it all together, I didn't know how I felt about the whole album. But going back through, like, I feel like it's some of his... Um, better work it's not good kid matt city it's more like poetry and spoken word and like mm-hmm. a lot of meaning behind it which he's always been known for but the music also fits with that where it's like jazz and piano and everything mm-hmm. and so uh i like it a lot i feel like artistically it's stronger than like damn uh i i like damn but i feel like it was also his for me one of the the weaker albums uh just because mm-hmm. i don't know some of the songs just didn't do anything for me and i felt like the overall um message was weakened because of those missing songs maybe because that it, it was short uh this mm-hmm. album is a bit longer so even the songs that i don't like it's like one out of like 16 you know um yeah. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, even to Pimp a Butterfly, when it came out, I wasn't really feeling it um, mm-hmm. only because, like, you know, I was younger. I didn't know anything about <laughs> jazz. and But going back to it and listening to it over time is probably one of the ones that aged the best just because it, it is art and it's, like, talking a lot about, like, real Black um, issues, experiences and issues and stuff. And it becomes, like, a... Um, a part of our history and culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this album might eventually be fit in that as well, where it's like, it's another, you know, good positive reflection on uh, black culture. Well, pop, you know, de- deconstructing the negative overall, but it's a, a positive for the uh, black culture, um, more so than like something like Dan was for me. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's just I it's 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 the most well produced spoken word I've ever heard. Um <laughs> like the beats are immaculate. Um the it's just great. So um Yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Honestly. Um, we have a or if you want to say something, Jalen, I was going to say, do you have a um, top song, top two, whatever? What it, five, no, I was going to say that, man. How you, how you read one line? <laughs> no, that's man, fine. I had to read your mind because you're so, so mute over there. Like, no, nah, I just like y'all uh, talking. I just listen because I ain't, I ain't listening to the album in the same way y'all did. I was just mm-hmm. on the halfway listening to it. And it was cool. Uh I was listening to it on my way to Detroit, and then I seen that car on fire. I don't know if y'all seen it on my Instagram, but that yeah, just I cooking. seen that car. I was like, "What the heck he doing? He Rock. under in purge purge mode?" Yeah. I'm yeah. like, "Wow, bro!" But anywho, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to it in that same way. I was kind of, I felt like, I don't like cussing, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That that album, it felt like I didn't feel like it was as much like spoken word, like poetry esque. I felt like it was more hype music kind of on there. Um, yep. So they these are some songs that you know I can go to the bar and I still hear music from that album. But uh, I didn't like you like Josh said. I didn't really think that was like a strong album. Um, going into this one, I was kind of listening to it in the same aspect, but it was some words and the. You know, just it was just a lot of deeper things in her. Like I thought, one piece of this was simple. Like I was like at at the beginning of United and We Grief or whatever, United and Grief or whatever. Yeah. Um, he said something about like he wasn't okay for one thousand eight hundred fifty five days, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, that's a lot of days, but I'm like, I think that's about like the same time his last album had came out too. If you don't count Black Panther, so like, you know, it's just a lot of different mm-hmm. things he was saying. Or like, can we cry together? He was kind of. The little bit I did listen, I mean, I listened to most of the song and stuff. I just got tired of the cussing because I don't like, I don't cuss and I don't really like hearing too much cussing and stuff like that. I try to listen to clean music as long as don't compromise the song too much. Um, but he was saying, he, I just felt like he was representing a lot of, uh, you know, like black people and, or not even black people, just relationships and just, they were representing like different groups of people and different issues that people have in relationships and stuff. 
um, like taking different standpoints with the random stuff that they were saying and why they were arguing. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, this kind of different, but y'all still cussing too much and I don't really care about hearing this. So, um, but I just thought it was interesting and maybe I go back and listen to the song all the way through. But um, I mean, like I like you guys, I liked it, the album too. Um, it took me a minute to catch the Auntie Diary song because I didn't know what he was exactly saying because I kept going in between my like back and forth in my head that his dad is absent and his auntie's like the father figure in his life, or is he saying like? And I thought he was trying to exaggerate the fact that his auntie is a father figure in his life, so he was saying like um LBGT stuff, but I didn't know if he was actually trying to just emphasize that point or if he was actually just being straight to the point, but like, yeah, my auntie is LBGT, like, and, you know, this is before all the LBGT stuff became the way it is now, so um, I was back and forth in my head about it, and I had talked to my friend about it too a little bit, so um, he said it's kind of both, but more so like his auntie is LBGT before all that type of stuff was, you know, people knew about it, and it was in media and stuff a lot more, but um, enough about that. My favorite song on there, man, it was... I I say I, I really liked N ninety five. Um, I liked how he was saying like, you know, we, we have made a couple of jokes like sometimes people take their mask off, they ugly, mm-hmm. and he was saying when well, you take off all that stuff about people, you know, what I'm saying similar like a mask, you're ugly. So I just thought that was funny. I'm like, man, I remember me and Josh and Yante said if people be you take their mask <laughs> off, he'd be like, dang, bro, who made you? You know what I'm saying? Like, he might want to put that mug back off. But uh, that and then. Bro, I was I was banging die hard, man. I'm looking like, man, I'm like, they going crazy in this song, man. I'm like, I'm like, man, I gotta hear this again, bro. I'd have missed the first yeah. verse. I gotta start all over, bro. I'm like, they going crazy in that song, dog. Yeah, I played that one back a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amanda and Blast, they were really they were really good with the vocals on that. Going yeah. dumb. I'm like, man. And all of his um like singing features at least i thought were like really really good um yeah a, a lot of the artists i didn't know but they they still came out really strong and uh fit the music as well mm-hmm. yeah all the um, time was good too yeah father time was good um yeah deep father time is <laughs> uh talking about y'all boy real quick but it reminded me of like a how to put it a J. Cole story, but told better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I like J. Cole, but he always, you know, talk about his mom or dad or different people and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But it, it doesn't always hit for me. It's like, you know, okay, I don't really want to hear the whole story, but it, Kendrick, it was more like, this is the stuff that my dad did, but mm-hmm. also it, like, helped me still in some positive ways but i wish it was better or different you mm-hmm. know um and not just saying i had a bad life with my dad or something you know yeah i was just thinking about that too i was like my dad um the only reason he probably the only reason he probably didn't just go back to work after my grandma passed because he's not working like um, but all our all his brothers did. They'd be mm-hmm. working right before the funeral. Um, it's just I don't know. 
it's weird, you know? You don't think about it like that, but then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, ain't no real stop. Um, so, it was just a lot of perspective stuff. I was just like, dang, um, I don't really think about it like that, but it's, it's, it's facts. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really grieve like that. You don't really think about it. You just move forward because you're kind of conditioned to do so. And, um, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, like I said, every time I was listening to something, I had to play it again. So I was like, bro, I missed a bunch. I missed a bunch. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, you know, going back and playing it again and again and, um, sitting with the music. I pretty much listen to everything, um, back to back, uh, United in Grief in 95, or Ross Steppers, Father Time, Die Hard, Rich Spirit. I like We, we Cry Together, but I also like just um, Eminem. <laughs> That's basically it. Crown, uh, Count Me Out. The only song that I, I guess I don't listen to that much is Purple Heart. It's okay, um, but it's not my favorite. And maybe... Auntie Diaries. I like the song, uh, especially because it's kind of like, what's the song on Damn? Like the first one. Um, no, it's on. Uh, uh, what's the song about him giving a homeless man a dollar? <laughs> Whatever that song is. It, the ending is kind of similar to that. Homeless but man a dollar? Is that the. How much, how a, dollar much a dollar cost? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like it's a it's a long story with a point mm-hmm. at the end, and you're listening to the story to get to the point at the end. Um, yeah, it I like the song, um, and I'll listen to it every now and then just to like get that that message. But mm-hmm. it's not my favorite like to listen to all the time. Um, but otherwise, yeah, everything I like, and especially you the like hard part. Ron, size, you even, like that Ron is Isley, that because uh, no, no, Ron Isley on that song. Yeah, I love oh no, I mean, I, that song. <laughs> I like the song, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'll listen to it. Um, but it, um, like I say, I'll listen to it just because, like, the, that, that the message is like the it's the whole core of the song. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, I want to hear this verse or mm-hmm. this part. Like maybe I want to hear the hook or you know stuff like that. But it's about the message. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of them songs are a lot of these songs are like that for me as well. Um, the only one that was like bars, I was like, God, dog. Um, he was savior uh, interlude. Baby King was barred it up. I didn't think that was yeah. Baby King, <laughs> and I was like, God, dog, man, you're going crazy. Um, yeah, so, he he did good. I don't even like Baby King. <laughs> I don't but, like Baby King cheeks. either, bro. <laughs> I, I, but I. I I they, will say, like, they mm-hmm. help each other. Like, they write for yes. each other with yeah. the if I know. So, I could definitely see, like, it's more focused when he's with Kendrick. And Kendrick is, like, helping him stay on topic. And it's mm-hmm. great. But, you know, Range Brothers, blah, blah, blah. Garbage. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they must have gave him the Trash Boys. They said, man, keep that fire for my album. But, um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, like, I can't say that oh, like, enough. And a hard part five. I was gonna say that. It's uh, really oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, and that wasn't even on the album, so it's just a lot of good music out. Um, and I'm glad we kind of had that moment to kind of chill and just think about it. Um, holy game, holy game, holy game. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the morning. With my ring, brother. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> Top of the morning. That's the mm. hardest part. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. That's the that's the that's the coldest verse on there, like, man. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm, he popped the blood vessel hard. He said. <laughs> I will I'm say, like, as soon as I heard, um, what's that song? He like uh, push these niggas off, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I did. <laughs> that was funny. Is that um? It's one of uh, early songs. Uh, yeah. I think it was um Is it Rich Spirit? It might be Rich Spirit. Bro. I heard Bro. that I was like I'm like <laughs> you said that me. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I kept thinking about you and that guy with the PS4 controller. <laughs> dude and the dude that uh that was talking about the, the scams and stuff. That's exactly what I thought about as soon as I kept hearing it. Bro, when I first heard that, I thought about the first time we was, we, we started saying, hmm, we was playing Smash Bros. We was like, <laughs> yeah, bro, Mario got that dumb move when he, he do his down there and then he, he push you away. He like, hood. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I heard Kendrick said, bro, Mario popped up my head like, hood. I'm like, bro. <laughs> That hood handbook. <laughs> but yeah. Um definitely a great album. Uh if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. Um got a lot of good moments, got a lot of good retro like just to reflect on stuff. Um Family is beautiful. His family looks beautiful. You only give us a little bit, but they look happy and joyous. Um so yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Um, but next thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, Apex, and I'm sorry we, we took the the longest route to get to the video gaming, <laughs> but, um, uh, Apex Legends New Castle, uh, we're gonna, let's talk about it. So, first, a new black character in a while. Bangalore was the last seer is African, so or wherever he's from, he ain't black. So this guy is meant to be a black guy. Um What do you think? <laughs> he a little too friendly for me at the voice actor. <laughs> Man, but uh, can't put, uh uh what's his name? Lamar from GTA? He gotta be a he gotta be a stepper. He gotta be somebody that's really tough out here. But nah, I just play. But nah, he um he seems he's just more of a you know that he fits the character of Newcastle. He's someone mm-hmm. that is pro- protect the team. His voice lines say the same. Uh, his it, it basically it builds on that character. So. Newcastle, if you don't know, is a new character in Apex Legends, and he has the fortified ability to kind of basically drop down a large area effect shield that kind of helps you, you know, pick up 
your like pick up your teammates um and things like that protect yourself from the, on the field or whatever you're doing he can jump on teammates so if a person is down you can actually um target your teammate and jump right in front of him and put your shield down and now you're able to revive in a more you know easier way he also has the passive to move the character as he is reviving so you can actually reposition yourself as you revive a character and his um, tactical is a portable shield that moves with you and you can redirect at the push of a button um he's fun to play i, w I will admit that he's fun to play does he fit like in the genre, if does he fit to the point where he can change the meta? In my opinion, no, unfortunately. Um, that's why I think they buffed, buffed Rampart so much, is because her alongside Newcastle, oh, defensive players are up, they up 10,000 right now. Defensive players are now like. If you run into a defensive player and you think you're going to win that one off of the strength of, because you got more movement, it ain't happening, Captain. Like, they have too many tools and disposable things that they not can do to really impact your movement and really make you play on their playing field. Um, and that's what I enjoy about Newcastle. He came and he kind of made people rethink the hard push. The hard push is really hard when you got someone like Newcastle on your team who can not only throw down a mega shield that that actually stuns you if you try to climb over it, but you also could just roll back out of there with your knockdown shield up and still be protected as you revive people. So it's just a win-win in a lot of different situations. So that's why he not he he doesn't himself change the meta. But him in 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 you know in with in synergy with the rest of the you know, defensive character, it does. I know we haven't played that much. Um, I know you haven't seen him that much. But what do you guys kind of, what's your thoughts on um, Newcastle? Or what's your current thoughts on Stormport even? Because um, it changed, I suppose. Man, they added Cognizzo on there and thought this map was going to be better, bro. Um, Explain what Cognizzo is. <laughs> Man, it's the the water arch theme from Final Fantasy IV, bro. <laughs> Big old turtle demon thingy. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. But I mean, it, it do look like that, man. But um, I don't know. Storm Point and Trash Map. I don't know what needs to be more said about it. Like, I mean, they tried the map trash, but uh, it's it's too much foliage, as Deontay put it. But uh. <laughs> I mean, I ain't, I ain't had that We're not playing fight. Horizon Forbidden West. You're trying to play Apex. Like, get out of here with that. <laughs> yeah, it's just too many hills and stuff you get caught on and just the map too big. I don't want to spend a bunch of time running stuff like that. I already went into all that before, but, uh, I mean, Newcastle, he, I ain't never, I don't really know what he can do. I actually bought him because I wanted to try playing with him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... But I ain't never really I, – I ran into some Newcastle players and stuff like that. But, I mean, they play just like everybody else, probably mainly because you get to drop on them or something like that. So, they can't really set up. Right. Maybe it's because it's Storm Point, the map just huge. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, 
I feel like defensive characters, they still effective, but they got to be within the right means versus on Olympus. I feel like they viable in a lot of other situations because it's a lot of different like environmental factors that can help you out, whether you can kind of bunker down somewhere or I feel like this level is just it's all hills and foliage and random dogs that try to eat you because you're in their territory, I guess. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've seen his ability and stuff like that, that little deployable shield thing. I guess he can move it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like a one-way thing or is it a two-way thing. Um, like, can you shoot through it or um, – but it blocks shots or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, or I shouldn't say one-way and two. I should say maybe one-way or, you know, no-way, I guess would probably be better put. But, yeah, I don't even know what it's super doing, stuff like that. Uh, he seemed like he kind of thicker on the thicker side. So, I mean – I don't know if you like a bigger hitbox like Caustic and Gibraltar, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't got a whole lot, you know, meet Lifeline until I die. Come and get your Lifeline package. I'm not just playing, but I ain't really got a whole lot to say. <laughs> You've been playing with him, so I'm sure you got the, you, you know, you got the most to say. Yeah, I think he um he fits that he fits that that um angle very well when it comes to building off of new, better, and defensive characters like. Um, people. Are, I I mean, Gibraltar is probably still one of the top tier players and well, top tier characters for ranked and you know any game play because he's just so easy to understand and like he has a area effect dome that you can just stop damage from all sides, right? Um, Newcastle very much has to be a little bit more strategic, but the thing about Newcastle is he's very mobile. So he can push really well with his his shield up and being able to redirect it to push up on a team. So say for instance you're 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 stuck in a zone and you're trying to really push to get a team out the way, you can literally throw that thing down and let it let it guide you into the you know safe zone where you can actually push a team and get them out of their square. So um and on storm point it's not the greatest because there's just so much distance you have to travel to get to another person. But seeing this on Olympus, World's Edge, when you're trying to get from that one building, you know, King of the Hill to, you know, or even trying to come from that building we love to call for, land on and go to that um, King of the Hill building, like, he's going to make those pushes a lot easier for non-mobile characters like Lifeline that we play with all the time. So, um, it's just, it's just a unique way to unlock new abilities and new techniques. And that's what I really enjoy. Obviously Rampart, her, her defensive is, is not moving as you go. You have to let it wait and set up. Like he is, you throw it down, it's up and you now moving, you you're good to go. So just creating that space for him to kind of shine in that mobility like you when you use that jump mechanic you can literally jump on top of buildings so it's not just like oh i only can use this to you know jump in front of me you can jump up like literally if you want to put that thing down at the top of a freaking building and you're on the ground you could do that that's what unlocks a lot of mobility for this character and his ability to set up in unique spaces so I find him to be quite enjoyable, and if people really get good with him, oh, he can be a terror. Oh, definitely, he can be a terrorist. Um, so, 
I think um I think we just gotta wait and see. Um, I'm glad that he doesn't feel overpowered, and I'm glad he doesn't feel underpowered. He's really in the sweet spot like Ash was when she launched. Um, I, the one thing I don't like is they trying to they trying to stop Rampart. I'm like Rampart is in a good spot. Leave her alone. She got her little upgrade. She good now. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna want to play someone that feels you know actually good to play so i don't think it's good for the team to go back to a bunch of race and octanes i don't think it's good for the um apex in general it's to, to have a bunch of octanes and um race running around so i prefer people to have a defensive character get used to other characters outside of just those two main ones and all the other you know movement characters i really would like um defense to shine because it then it gives you the other options to kind of really use those unique abilities like fusies to kind of get people out of their cover, things like that. So I'm enjoying them. And, you know, Maggie got her thing where she can still smack you and get you up out of it, too. So it's, it's a lot of stuff to go behind, like all the designs and the characters. And I think they just do They just hitting up the park right now. I don't, I don't think they missing. So. I'm happy. Any um, any final thoughts? Cause pretty much that's all I had. I just I just truly truly enjoy him, and I'm glad that he's in there. But um, I ain't really got much else to say because I know at, at some point um, the next character gonna be around there, and I'm mm -hmm. even happier. I mean, y'all saw the Apex Mobile. I don't know if y'all saw it, but they announced that Fade character that can, like, um, rewind time. Basically, he ain't nothing but a tracer. Um, and he can do, like, a big bubble that um, stops people from being able to take and deal damage. So he can, like, yeah. So, I mean, he got some unique abilities, and he's a mobile-only character. So I feel like they got plenty in their bag. I think they do, and they just like yeah. Eh, we give them to y'all. I like it. A lot of characters, because um, I remember, I think Newcastle was the link name, but that was like back when well, Rage yeah. came out. Yeah, that was um, like a while ago. Yeah, um, I don't don't have much to say about them because I haven't uh, seen them in action too much. But what I've seen, it it seems interesting. Like I really like that he. His abilities seem unique in the sense where um, he has, like, the big jump, uh, which no other character really has. I mean, like, Loba can throw her thing, but uh, he combines that also with, like, the defensive part. And so that gives him a nice, uh, unique personality where he can hunker you down, but he's not just stuck being in one spot. Uh, because that he he's insinuated to move around and like use the environment, um, so I like that, and I like that. Uh, of course, there are more black characters being added to the game. Um, there, I mean, I didn't hate Seer, but I just didn't like Seer's playstyle, so that's why I never really played with him. But the more characters they add, it just gives more options to different people. Some people will like Newcastle, some people won't. But uh, more options and diversity. Um, 
if it's a new character I'm looking for, I'm still waiting for the uh the wall running character because that's all I've been wanting. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. True. But then you, you don't want them on Storm Point because you're going to be climbing up rocks. Uh, running on what? Mountains? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to work out so well. So uh, I think they probably going to... I mean, Valkyrie is probably the best bet at this point um, when it comes to, like, jetpacks and moving and movement. But hopefully they do have somebody that really can, like, you know, gravitate towards a wall, like, quickly and, like, move, move quickly. Because I think that would be pretty cool. So... Um, we'll see. Uh, but that's pretty much it. That is the podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, you are really the OG. Um, we have been doing this for quite a long time, and we thank you for listening and tuning in every week um, or every two weeks. But outside of that, uh, we we go ahead up out of here. We have we talked, we listened, and we laughed, we cried. But until next time, people. I will see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, anything last words from you guys? Any last things? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to hook up out of here. Peace.